0: Welcome to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So Liz. Yes.
1: First, I missed you. We had a two-week break here.
0: I think it was like a three-week break.
1: Oh god, okay. I think it was my fault too.
0: Well, I think both of us keep having scheduling issues and we're we're just not super committed. (laughs) Let's be honest.
1: (laughs) Look, we do this for our own enjoyment, basically.
0: This is true this is true. Not we don't do it for you listeners. We do it for us.
1: <laughs> Just so you know. Right? <laughs> so we have a lot of ground to cover. We're going to dive right in for our listener because I, you know, after this long hiatus needs their fix. Um so apparently um there's some issue I didn't know that you needed to be a biologist to figure out what sex you are. Did you know this?
0: I did not know this. And so I stand corrected because it's not every day that a Harvard educated woman or oh my God. I slipped uh,
1: how how dare you.
0: <laughs> a Harvard educated bleeder? Is that what like <laughs> <is> that <laughs> so what, grown? No, but that's what they call XX oh, chromosomes. Okay. Um but um I'm just laughing. <laughs> this is a bleeder. Uh, but apparently, this was a, a, a this is a, a a technical question, I guess that you need subject matter experts to weigh in on, which is what what is a what is a woman um, once, twice, three times a lady? Once, I don't
1: know. Right. <laughs> Definitely don't call anyone a lady. Holy moly! Is that maybe? Oh, is that a
0: notice? hate? Is that a hate crime?
1: Unless you're Leah Thomas. Then you okay.
0: A lady. <laughs> She's stunning and brave.
1: She's she a is. stunning and brave lady. She's got that lovely hair going. Um, so, of course, what we are talking about is the testimony, the exchange between Senator Marsha Blackburn and Ketanji, uh, Brown-Jackson, which I keep wanting to call her Jackson Brown. I'm sorry. No, I do,
0: too. I do, too. Okay. I do too. <laughs> this is so funny. I, even I hear Jackson Brown's song in my head.
1: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, of course, our listener knows that this is the exchange where Marsha Blackburn. I thought it was a legit question because these are going to be, these are already issues, will be issues. What is a woman? And she was caught flat-footed and said she couldn't answer. She's not a biologist, and this caused quite the hubbub. Um, Which is just crazy. You can't. It was just a a remarkable answer.
0: Um. Right. Her answer was that she could not give a definition because she was not a biologist. And I think there's two really notable things about the how she responded to this question because she had to know she was going to get asked about this question. It's a hot issue. These trans athletes have been in court. On, on trans issues, um, on gender issues, whether it's bathroom, dressing rooms, sports teams. So these Supreme Court nominees, they're very well prepared ahead of time. So her team and sh- she, oh my God, I'm using pronouns now. Um, forgive me. Um, she, KBJ, um, was had to know that this was a question, some kind of question on the gender issue is going to be put asked, asked of her. And her answer is interesting for two reasons. One, because it's, it's a stupid answer. It's anyone who's a normal person that would watch this exchange would wonder if this if KBJ had some mental issue or some deficiency that she did not know the difference between a boy and a girl. But the second the second thing that's notable is that it doesn't matter what she says. Okay, because, first of all, she's going to get confirmed. They have the numbers. This isn't a good faith hearing. There's nothing that anyone could present in this hearing or that she could say that would break off Democrats from supporting her. So that is a fact. And and so the reason it's interesting is for her to give an answer that is so stupid is it's a big middle finger. It's like, it literally, she can say anything and it doesn't have to be satisfactory. She couldn't even put on the pretense to come up with some sort of like sing-songy bumper sticker, um, you know, finessed left-wing mealy-mouth mush mush to give to that sounds good just for the average person. You know, she just was like, I can't answer that, I'm not a biologist, which of course, you know, comes off like she's an idiot. So, but, but again, it doesn't matter. Because she's going to get confirmed anyway. And I think that that's notable is just the utter disregard for the pretense of putting on, you know, of trying to appear normal when she's actually a radical, like a a very radical candidate and judge who, of course, is going to be on the court because she's a black woman. So it is interesting that she doesn't know who a woman is because she Mm -hmm. is there because she's a woman.
1: Right. That's a little weird, isn't
0: it? Yes. And the media was really ups- upset uh, because people were talking about her race. The re- and when I say people, I mean on the right. The right senators, right-wing senators, and also the commentariat on the right, were talking about her race. But she's there because she's black and she's a woman. She's She's not there because she's the best candidate. And we know that because Joe Biden said that. Uh So he could have said, I'm going to look for the best candidate to be on the Supreme Court. And then he could have named her. And then everything would have been, you know, they would have taken that problem off the table, that issue off the table. But because he made a point to tell everyone that he was going to pick a black woman, that people now are rightly believe that she is there because she is a, a black woman and not because she is the best candidate. Now, she may be the best candidate. I don't know. But nobody's going to buy into that because that's not how she was sold to the public. And this is kind of the downside of affirmative action uh, is that people see affirmative action selections as, um, you know, what I call like a pity fuck and not based not you're not there based on your skills and your ability.
1: Well, and she um, she does not come across as impressive. I mean, I haven't watched every minute of the hearings, but I think I've watched enough. She is very evasive in her answers. Um, Also, her horrific answer about whether a 20-week-old baby fetus could feel pain. I mean, if you can't answer that straight, and she said she didn't know, well, of course, they can It's ridiculous for her to even say that. But her obfuscations, of course, are just an attempt to cover up her radical you know, left wing ideology that's going to drive her on the court. Now, does it matter at this point? Because she's already replacing somebody who votes in lockstep <clears throat> with the left on the court. Um, but of course, she can have a lot of influence. She's young. How old is she? 50, 51? Um, she's in her 50s. Yeah. Yeah, so she'll be there for quite a while. I mean, it's a done deal. Obviously, she's going to get on the court. But um, how many Republicans vote for her at this point? You know, there's threats now. Lindsey Graham will Chuck Grassley, the usual. I'm sure Mitt look who, will. You know what, who cares <laughs> these people. Look, who
0: cares? OK, because yeah, she the, it it. Well, OK, here's why that. Here's one reason why that is important. In other words, we, going into this, we know she's going to get con- confirmed because the Democrats have the numbers. So it's safer than ever for the Republicans not to vote for her. And it has no consequence. They, that's the best vote that the Republicans like, are the ones where they can appear to be principled and have no consequences for being principled. Because they don't want to deal with the consequences and take a stand or maybe take a PR hit for doing something that's unpopular or something that the media doesn't like. Let's let me rephrase it um right. so it's the safest for them to vote against her because she's still going to get on the court so lindsey graham isn't going to keep this black woman off the court you know that's going to be the head that would be the headline you know southern white guy mm-hmm. from racist state keeps black lady with braids off the court or whatever you know you know what the headline is going to be so but it's safe for them to not vote for her but they'll vote for her anyway you know, they're going to vote. They're going to there will be some Republicans that will that will support her because they are not troubled by, you know, her apparent um, you know sympathy for pedophiles. Um, I, w- I want to think that despite our our divided nation right now um, and when I think about how politically and culturally divided we are, I, I, I truly believe that there's no way to heal that divide. Mm-hmm. But there's just a part of me who thinks we can all come together against pedophiles <laughs> and pedophilia one would but check. apparently um k b j has a record of a consistent record, not once or twice, but consistent record of under sentencing people who are involved with pedophilia, mm-hmm. and I just really am not sure how that is in any way defensible. Um, I think, and I know you agree, there are too many people in prison in this country Mm -hmm. for stupid things. And, but but I can say that the people who should be in prison are violent people, right? Murders, rapes, assaults, Mm -hmm. and child predators and people engaged in, you know, child trafficking and pedophilia. Straight up, no questions
1: asked. Like, well, and, and capital trespassers.
0: Well, and obviously people who are parading in the Capitol. I keep that. I put that in there, too. I mean, so like if that. we can't all agree that people who are pedophiles and support the pedophile industry by possessing pedophile, like, I don't know who just has one or two pedophile pics or vids or whatever, oh, like, right. you know? Right. So, oh, I just have a few. Oh, okay. Just a few. Um, You know, I, I, I don't know. If that's a thing, but these are people that need to be taken out, removed from society. They are dangerous um, to society, and yet this, this, this KBJ is, you know, she's a little sympathetic, Um, under sentencing them. It's just, it's
1: crazy. Well, then on top of it, her explanations, which you know, back when you had to mail put in the mail photos of, you know, five year olds being sexually abused for other people's gratification. You had to do that like postal service. That's one thing. But now the internet somehow dilutes that, which is crazy because of course the internet and computers have turned this into a huge industry. And so the idea that somehow They should be treated differently because then, you know, they're just flooded with images as soon as anyone looks for child porn. But somehow that makes them less dangerous. I think what Ted Cruz confronted her about uh, someone who was caught with thousands of images and she still went on, maybe even below the sentencing recommendations by DOJ, which of course she did. She did. She did numerous times in this case specifically. Um, but her defense of it is weak. And when she's calling these crimes, you know, she sort of ramped up her rhetoric. This is terrible. This is a horrible crime. Certainly not how she was describing it the first day or so. Um, but you can, it just comes off as insincere how she is describing it. But, you know, everyone wants to move on. We need to move on. You even have people like, who's the, who is the pro-life writer at National Review? Alexandra, what's her name? Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Alexandra movie. DeSantis. Well, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sean Davis and not the good DeSantis. It's spelled differently. Thank God. For the love of all that is holy, stop trying to turn this confirmation hearing into a proxy fight over child pornography. If that's what you're talking about right now, you are using this deadly serious issue as a political tool for your own ends
0: what is, what the fuck is she talking about? This, if this is like, how is it not a a, a relevant topic to ask this? I almost said woman to ask KBJ about her, the logic behind her decisions and her interpretations of the law, especially on something. So this isn't some contract dispute. These are people that are supporting the uh, the, in the the pedophile industry and the child porn industry and child trafficking and, what and is so she talking to about? to not
1: use this public forum a judge who is giving leniency to these uh, these people are defective right there's something seriously wrong you cannot fix someone who uh who looks at that sort of material right you cannot fix them it promote it it encourages them to do other horrible things they're defective people they're not savable. so the idea that we shouldn't discuss this and discuss judges especially on the left even if they're on the right who are giving leniency to these deviants this is the perfect forum to do it so why would you have again national review basically defending this which of course andy mccarthy already did in his column here's why he didn't want kbj but it has nothing to do her, you know, Republicans like Josh Hawley are overblowing her record on um, sentencing leniency for these deviants. I mean, what, this is National Review. Now we have two who are basically like, oh, let's move on. But then you also had Robbie Soab, however you want to say, the alleged libertarian at Reason Magazine, who thinks Mitt Romney would be a great president, in a tweet that he deleted, I see that Republicans are going full cuties panic, cuties, the soft kitty porn movie, with the Ketanji Brown Jackson hearings. He deleted that tweet after everyone was like, dude, this is not. So why do you have people, not just, these aren't just leftists who are downplaying this. These are like people who are supposed to be, you know, vanguards of either, libert- I guess we could call this libertarianism, go ahead and get children You know, being exploited and abused and their lives destroyed by child pornographers compared to this movie, and like, haha, this is so funny. I don't, there's something wrong with these people, too.
0: Libertarian libertarianism is really about freedom for consenting adults. So, the idea that someone's the libertarian position is to be lenient on somebody who has bought and paid for, and thereby supports child pornography, it's beyond me. I mean, children cannot consent to any of this. So this isn't a libertarian issue. I mean, this people who, again, people who pay for and buy child pornography are supporting an industry that is criminal. And they are not, I believe that these are not people that are um, rehab, rehabilitative. You cannot rehabilitate this. And again, I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist. This is just my opinion. Um, well, you're obviously. not a biologist
1: either. I'm but... not.
0: A, well, obviously, I'm, there you go. You 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 took the words right out of my mouth. Really. I am not a biologist. <laughs> um, but I don't know anyone who has just kind of like been curious about pedophilia. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to dip my toe in. To the world of child sex and see if I like it, you know, maybe just get a couple pictures, a couple videos, or so, whatever. I don't know what the hell it is, what 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 they're looking at. Um, That you're just not a casual purveyor of this. And the left, the progressive left, has been really moving towards including pedophilia in the LGBTQ. Have you seen that, that where they add a P in sometimes? What's um, that now? What, What's it called, like child-centered? They have a, a name that's not pedophilia for it now, like child-centered arousal, or there's just oh, some God. word for oh, it that God. doesn't carry the same connotation um, as, as, as pedophilia, but the it's not a lifestyle choice. It's a deviancy, right? I mean, that, but they want to make it like just another lifestyle choice. It's like, oh, I like to have sex with men. I like to have sex with women. I like to have sex with children. You know, like, oh, it's just, you know, it's like a buffet or something where you maybe you have beef and then also chicken and turkey, but then some salad. No, I mean, they're not the same things when you're talking about people who are not able to consent. So I'm disappointed to see the, some of the usual suspects at the national review sort of weigh in on this and give um, KBJ any kind of break and go after the people questioning her when there's no one on the left that ever does the same where the situation reversed. Right. You know, you don't have like Jim Acosta saying, well, you know, it's not really, it's not really fair to go after Trump like this. You know, and you never see that. So and I do think it's important because, again, the Republicans know she's going to get confirmed. They know there's nothing that they can do. So what they can what they they can do to stop it. So what they can do is just put this out in the open so people understand this is what this is the kind of judge and progressive that KBJ is. And that's what she's going to do on the court. But like I said, the most alarming thing is that they aren't even hiding it. She could have come in there with lies and all sorts of rhetoric and canned answer that made her sound fantastic, you know, just so that she had the veneer, you know, of a moderate person. But Mm -hmm. they can't even be bothered with that because it doesn't matter. And I think that that's kind of the saddest part of all of this it doesn't matter
1: it really is does not matter but i do think little by little all of these things combined adding this to the leah thomas scandal you know this man who decides to wear a woman's speedo and compete as a woman and knocking out other young girls in these competitions i mean important competitions it just keeps exposing the depravity of the left and Some on the right, but certainly on the left. And, um, you know, these are things that make normal people, especially mothers, extremely uncomfortable. Um, So certainly
0: mothers with daughters who are athletes and Mm -hmm. have devoted their life to training athletically in a sport and hoping to get scholarships for college based Mm -hmm. on their athletic performance. And then to have this Leah Thomas who I had just read, I can't remember. I think it was a day or two ago. One of one of Thomas's teammates had said, like, she has a penis, and she's just like in the locker room, yes, right, with her penis just flopping around, yes, just really, yes, inappropriate.
1: I mean, well, there's something wrong with him too, right? Obviously, there's something very wrong with him, very wrong with his parents and family who would let him do this. But then walking around, and this is a this is a big man. I mean, he's like six foot four and these are little, you know, you could see even on the podium, even though he was pretending to wear heels, that he is much bigger than these girls who are competing. So here His he is. His shoulders no longer- are so
0: broad. Yeah. Like they're yeah. so broad. But when you're in swimming and the way that the swimming is scored is you, you have to touch the wall. You know, if your arm is like a foot longer than your competitors, yeah, that's, you know, you, normally the. In women's sports, you know, you're maybe an inch or two. You're talking about the difference in height because obviously these are compact, you know, athletes for speed. But then to have someone who's like a foot foot taller than you and has an arm that's like a foot longer than your yes. arm, it's just it's patently unfair. It's yes. unfair, and I think in in the lo- in the local cases that we've seen where this has cropped up, parents have really fought against it. They aren't in favor of it. Only people who don't have children. You know, a lot of these school boards are made up of people that either have their children in a school where this isn't an issue or they don't have children at all. And so they really don't have um, a dog in the fight. And so they're like, sure, let everybody compete. And in a normal situation, because the same crowd that screams about violence against women you know, if some man walking down the street just flashed some, their penis at somebody walking down the street, they had a raincoat on, like Chester the Molester or whatever, and just flashed somebody their their penis, that's an assault. But it's not if this this whatever is, like, walking around the locker room with his, like, sausage hanging out. I don't – I mean, this makes no sense. No,
1: it, no, it doesn't. It, it's It's depraved. All of it is very sick and depraved. I tweeted this, I think, yesterday. You know, it, it took what less than four years for Democrats to say "believe all women" to "what is a woman"? You know, I ladies. saw that. Did you see well, to that... Rhonda McDaniel? Oh, what's her name? She stole my tweet, and didn't give me credit, which I really don't like. But anyway, figures. Um, wait, was that so... Rhonda
0: McDaniel's of the RNC? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Figures.
1: Anyway. Figures. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, that's where we've gone now. I mean, the, and not we, they the democrats have gone. So, but they still use
0: no women. They still use women as that's the thing that that's scary about this is that we're we're really we've transcended reason and logic um for our laws and for the way our cultural spirit, right? That we're no longer trying to make sense because the same people that say it's perfectly fine for KBJ to say she doesn't know what a woman is because she's not a biologist will trot out women on whenever. Oh, let's talk about the pay gap. Oh, let's talk about sexual assault. Let's talk about the rape culture on campus. You know, all of these things involve women Um, when they're bitching that there aren't enough women in the C-suites or there's not enough women in business. um, They're more than happy to trot it out, to use it as a hammer when they need to use it as a hammer and then discard it when they don't. And so there's no logical consistency. You see that it's just entirely arbitrary because it's really based on power and gaining power and control over people. And in that case, anything is, anything goes, you know, if we have to throw women under the bus for this issue, then we'll do it,
1: you know, and you just brought up a really good point. So what happens when, obviously, of course, genius, (laughs) What happens when there's quotas for these big corporations or an academia or n- name it? What happens when a man says, I'm going to become a woman, wear a dress like the autonomous, whatever his real name is, and I'm going to go apply at Harvard to be the chair of the women's studies program? And then No, I think it's fine.
0: No, but, but that's the thing. But I mean, I mean that's, if,
1: that's a tragic, yes, you are
0: fine with it. You know, they're fine with it because these people really aren't for women. These people are for power. And so there was a woman, um, she was interviewed, I can't remember what her name was. We were, we were talking before the show about Tucker's Tucker Carlson today. He had on a woman, she is like a turf, right? A trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Um, right. She is legit a feminist. And she left the movement with the institutional feminist movement, because they're fine with this. So if somebody, if like a Tootsie, right, you know, you know, Tootsie when Dustin Hoffman dressed up like a woman and whatever, like, they're fine with that. They're not, they're not fighting against that. Um, They're not fighting against putting um, trans women in prison with other women, many of whom have been assaulted or raped or Mm -hmm. beaten by men. They, are right. not object, they do not object to that. They are on the side of the transgender movement. So this woman um, is one of the few vocal people, because if you come out and you are like, I mean, I, I, I guess to some extent I, I'm a feminist. I'm sure you are, Julie. You know, we're we're very capable women and we probably can mm-hmm. do almost most most things men can do, not strength things. But, you know, we're certainly very capable, capable women, mm-hmm. you know, so. I, i'm across the board yeah no penises around the vaginas in locker rooms and showers and kids and you know women women are women and you someone can't put a dress on and take a women's slot if that's what it's designated for you know in a position but these feminists are on board with it so the, now all the national organizational women all the feminist groups, they are okay with it. So when you said what's gonna happen when somebody puts a dress on so they can be chief technology officer, they're gonna be fine with it. They are right. fine with it. Right. So mm. that's what it that's what that's what it is. Interesting. And it's and 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 like we are seeing with the swim with the swimming, where actual women are getting disqualified, be you know, are are not Getting considered or not, they're getting kicked out, they're getting excluded, which is precisely the reason that we have a difference in men and women's sports, which is that men have a much different ability in sports than women. And so women compete against people with similar ability and men compete against people with similar ability. And we're blurring that. We're, we're blurring that line now. And that's it's just going to get more and more vis- visible, I think, in the corporate environment and in other areas where women are given set-asides. For instance, federal contracts. You know, there are women-owned businesses right. have federal grants. So what if some dude, what if Bruce gets your women's own, your, your women-owned business contract that you were trying to apply for, for your business as a woman? That's, that's right. too bad. You know, that's too bad. And we'll see how many people need to be disenfranchised before there is a stronger push to fight, push back on it. Cause I'm not really sure where it's going to go, but I do feel very strongly about providing safe environments for women where privacy and modesty is concerned. And that is in locker rooms, dressing rooms, you, you know, cause really I'm sure you're like me. I look, if you think you're a woman or a man, I don't, I don't care. Like I just right. don't care. It's not my problem. If you want to wear a dress, you want to wear a pants, you want to have fake penis. So it looks like you're a man. That's, I don't care. Live your best life. Not my problem. I don't care what people do. I don't care about your choices. But when you get into my spaces, you know, women's safety, especially women in prison. Can you imagine being a woman in prison and having a man in there? And then I think there are people there's actually been assaults. You know, and I think women imagine someone's going to get pregnant and they're going to be like, how did this happen? Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. woman over there with the penis. I know. With the
1: penis. I think
0: Ace was telling me that, um, that, that Leah Thomas is actually like, likes women. That he's like a trans woman lesbian. So I just was so, I'm just so confused (laughs) by this. But whatever. I mean, if you're, if you're a kid, a young person, a teenager, and you're sexually confused, your gender identity, you're confused. You know, work it out, you know, talk to your parents, talk to professionals or not really because the professionals will shove you full of testosterone before you can, you know, figure out what's going on. But that doesn't mean everybody else has to change. And, you know, we kind of saw the same thing with the COVID hysteria where all of a sudden the normal people have to, like, adjust their lives for, like, the handful of sick people. So, oh, you're immunocompromised. So everybody in your school has to wear masks. Right. That's kind of the same thing where the healthy people were being locked up to keep the sick people safe. And it's like the same thing with the gender thing where all all the women are suffering because, you know, a trans woman wants to get on a sports team. Right. It's the same thing.
1: What a mess. <sighs> yes. <clears throat> just the whole country is in a mess. But this is just another example. Um. So moving on from that, what else? So you have updates on the war in Ukraine, what's happening with Russia. I guess Biden finally, after the Kamala trip, didn't go so well. Uh, is on Let's Hawaii talk about Kamala. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Let's talk about Joe Biden's 25th Amendment insurance policy, which is Kamala.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Boy, is she a hot dumpster fire mess <laughs> and she i think that the ninth staffer has left her office since um she took office
1: oh really
0: yes she's constantly having staffers leave her. she's had a fair amount of staffers leave her office and the it's sort of known that kamala is not prepared for her like responsibilities and um Basically, what happens whenever the vice president isn't saying they're doing their own—I mean, some some would, some would do it—but in general, your staff's job is to present you a briefing book on all the relevant issues. You know, you're going to have a meeting with business leaders; they give you a briefing book with all the relevant information. You study it so you become prepared. Obviously, as vice president, you have time to sit and go to the library and do a bunch of research. So that's what your staffers are there for. And I'm. Even though I'm sure staffers are despicable progressives, they probably do put a really nice book together for her and go, here's everything you need to know about you know, going to Poland or going to wherever. And she is lazy and doesn't prepare. And then she goes out there and she cackles and she makes all these weird nervous gestures and she talks weird. Like, I don't know if the teleprompter was broken, um, but she really comes off like it like a fool and I want to just compare that to the way that Dan Quayle was treated. Remember? Dan mm-hmm. Quayle was like mm-hmm. was was smeared as a stupid idiot. Remember he was just a dummy. Yeah. He was so Potato. dumb. Also George Bush. He yes. but the same thing, but nobody's saying that about Kamala and she really is come comes off ill prepared and just inappropriate. What do what do you think, Julie?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you're not naturally bright person, um, which (laughs) she obviously is not, at least be prepared, (laughs) work harder than everyone else. But her arrogance gets in the way she thinks because she has a nice smile or she thinks she's got a great laugh, which she doesn't. It's cackle. Um, She's so used to being treated with kid gloves because she's a minority she's a woman apparently maybe I don't know I have to I have to confer with biology well but... bio? I'm
0: sorry Julie Dr. Julie Kelly are you a <laughs> biologist you have a biology PhD I, I didn't know about since the beginning of the show did you
1: so earn sorry. your PhD <laughs> I'm sorry
0: what should
1: we call her
0: KBJ. oh wait oh. K-H right come just call her Ka- Kamala right Kamala. isn't it Kamala
1: let's just call her Kamala. That is her name. We don't have to to presume her gender. Um, At least be prepared. But she's so used to being treated with kid gloves and, uh, you know, elevated to certain positions like vice president where she shouldn't be because she checks out boxes. Um, But she's a national embarrassment. I mean, she is an embarrassment to our country. She's certainly an embarrassment when she goes overseas and represents our country. Laughs, for example, about a question about Ukrainian refugees. Um, she's not prepared, and so she. But what's hilarious is she says these completely asinine things, like her comments the other day about time and time, and this is whatever time, and she says them like she's saying the most profound thing ever. And she kind of sits there and waits for reaction, which makes people even more uncomfortable and like it just she just does not have any personal really any skills. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. She really has no skills, right? So
0: definitely. I know a lot of her staff was leave were leaving because they are their job again is to prepare her to put these briefing books together so she can go out you know, in these situations and appear, you know, knowledgeable of the circumstances. And then she goes out there with the cackling and the weird, like, she almost sounds like she's high, you know, like when you, well, you know, you're you're smoking a lot of pot, stupid things are funny and things like that. She, she goes out there and then she, it really looks bad on her staff. Because she blames her staff, and so the people, if you're a political professional and you have a reputation, and your boss keeps going out there, like an, it, it comes off like an idiot. It reflects bad on you as a staffer. So these people are like hitting eject before they're professionally destroyed um, by her. But you know, she's an insurance policy. She's, you know, by They're not going to get rid of Biden because they nobody wants her. She's probably worse, um, if that's possible. So, you know, she uh, she just gets away with whatever she wants, and she has her whole career. Now, there's a book coming out. I don't know if you've heard about this book. It's by Jonathan Allen. I can't remember where he is now. He's at Politico, but he's written a book about the fight, the feud between the Bidens and the Harris people. Oh, that will be good. I'm 100% buying that immediately, and totally. I'm going to just absorb it and love it but one of the uh, items that's leaking out of it now is that how Kamala was offended when people wouldn't like stand up when she entered the room I mean that's just so crazy can you imagine like getting offended because people don't rise when you walk into the room I I don't know
1: But that's the whole point of her, right, is that she has been treated this way because of how she looks. I mean, especially early on, she's a very attractive woman. She was hanging out, you know, with Willie Brown, and she's hanging out with Montel Williams. And um, she got where she was because of how she looked. Well, as we all know, as you get older, (laughs) your looks fade, and you actually have to replace that with something, especially if you're in a meaningful position, like, say, Vice President of the United States, Uh, especially to uh, obviously dementia-ridden, angry, lazy, non-energetic dunce like Joe Biden, you should actually be kind of up your game a little bit, but she has not. Um, And so here's, and this goes, this leads into the war with Ukraine and Russia trying to be engaged in this proxy war and trying to really fight Russia, launch some sort of—it's not even a Cold War with Russia right now—with these people in charge, not just the two of them, everyone in his administration, in the regime, the media, and of course the whole defense, national security uh, system that's been—it's just mostly traitors, filled with traitors—that um, we're in no place to, to do anything on the world stage when we have these two in charge. And our whole country is imploding on numerous levels, so. Um. Well, I think,
0: I think everybody knows why Putin moved at, when he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the media can pretend otherwise. But anybody who's been paying just the least bit of attention to the news in the last five years knows that Putin didn't do anything when Trump was president. And the minute Biden is in office, he starts agitating to move things into place so that he can he can go into Ukraine. And he knew that Biden was going to get rid of um, the Keystone pipeline, is going to shut that down. He knew that the Green New Deal was going to put the U.S. at an energy deficiency. He knew that you know Europe was more than happy to go on board with it. And then he watched the most disturbing international incident I've seen in my life, which was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. which showed just what a mess the Biden administration is and the U.S., whoever was responsible for the logistics, who knows who that was. Was it Millie? Was it the white rage guy? Yes,
1: yeah. Lloyd Austin? Millie and Lloyd Austin and Lincoln. I mean, they are they are the ones who were responsible for that. They have never, I mean, at least a few people should have been fired for that. Nobody was fired and nobody was fired. Doesn't even have the fucking decency to name, to, to talk about the 13 service members, Marines, soldiers, service members who were murdered by terrorists on the, our country's exit out of Afghanistan. They never talk about what happened to those people. They never talk about the equipment left behind. It has been completely memory hole, but yet somehow we're supposed to now have confidence in them to do anything right. Um, I mean, Mark Milley should be should not just be fired. He should be he brought should be, up on charges for what yeah. he did in the waning days of the of the Trump administration, basically working with a hostile enemy state like China and communicating with them about what was happening. In ter- I mean, he should he should be in Gitmo. He should not be advising or in any position of power.
0: Well, it's no it's no surprise why Putin thought it was a good time to move, because what was the U.S. Gonna, what's the U.S. response going to be? You know, there's there's very little um, response that we can substantive response that we can moves that we can take to sort of punish Putin for invading, invading Ukraine. Because, you know, we are we have an energy deficit. We have idiots in the defense industry, you know, at the federal level. You know, we've talked about the three clowns, Millie and Austin um, and the other one. And so why not go in? You know, why not go in? And we, we had four years of listening to how Trump was a Putin asset. And, you know, Putin didn't make a peep. You know, he didn't make a peep. And then Putin started amassing troops on the border of Russia and Ukraine. U.S. didn't do anything. U.S. didn't make any demands. They just shut down their energy. They made it harder and harder to drill for our own energy. They they stopped objecting to the Nord Stream 2 uh, pipeline from Germany to Russia so that Germany could be, get energy indep- more energy dependent on Russia, which, of course, is stupid, makes no sense. Right. Um, And so why wouldn't he go in? And so and of course, knowing that we have very little recourse I mean, Europe isn't going to stop buying Russian gas. I mean, I think Germany gets 40 or 60 percent of its energy from Russia. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. So there's really almost no downside to Russia going into taking Ukraine. And unless the U.S. wants to get into a war with Russia and. um, There we have a large number of people that are on board with that. um, Right on the Republican side, that are excited Mm -hmm. for a war, want to start shooting down Russian planes um, for Ukraine, which I might add, you know, the Ukrainian people, God bless them. I love them. I'm sure they're wonderful people. But you remember the Ukraine was helping interfere in the 2016 election against Donald Trump. And that's right. Do you remember... You remember that the Ukraine was involved in the fake black ledger that was used against Paul Manafort that was constantly hung out there. Oh, there's the black ledger on Paul Mm -hmm. Manafort's going to show he's a Russian asset. All of this stuff was done in part by the Ukraine. You remember the impeachment call and all of the different um, diplomats that were in U.S. diplomats that were in Ukraine that were all anti-Trump. And so, you know, there it's a very corrupt nation. And the question is, how much blood and treasure is the U.S. supposed to give up to do what, you know, so we can have what an actual war with Russia? It's ridiculous. And the U.S. is not this is the most frustrating thing. I'm not a foreign policy expert, but I don't know why out of the gate the U.S. is not press pressuring both sides to come to an agreement to end this right the fact of the matter is there's no the ukraine is not going to beat russia russia has much more um, a larger military and they have more equipment and they have nukes so the idea that the we don't know who's going to win it's like up in the air and we can want to take a side it's ridiculous all we're doing is extending the amount of people that are going to die that are innocent people that are getting bombed And they're dying. So the US's position should be you need to make a deal and you need to make it now. But that's not what they're doing. In fact, it's the French and the Israelis that are trying to make peace, you know, that are trying to do this. The US doesn't even have like a, they're not like the leader on this with Biden in charge. Normally the US would be the sort of credible, you know, intermediary, you know, to to sit to deal with the two sides. But we're we're not even in it. We're not even in it because we just have no. We have no credibility on this. It's a terrible tragedy. And I don't, I don't really know what's going to go on. It's certainly, this, this war has gone on longer than I I had expected.
1: I don't know. What about you, Julie? Well, I mean, what you just said, well said, because, but they, unfortunately, our country has a recent history of letting tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of civilians to be killed so they can prolong wars that enrich themselves, yeah. their families, their donors this is something Liz I never would have said five years ago right yeah Never would have said like when back in the early days of the war on terror when people were accusing people like the Cheney's going to war you know blood for oil blood for oil and the whole Halliburton thing I thought it was absurd well no yeah no one in a response in a place of leadership they're doing this for the right reasons, right? They want to spread democracy and they want to save people and they want to yep. protect the country. And now after seeing them fully exposed for what they are, um, you have, I mean, if you don't believe that these very same people will let Ukrainian cities be demolished or let innocent Ukrainians be killed so they can extend a war because they need to, you know, get new jet contracts for Boeing or whoever, that, you know, that 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 is exactly what they will do, because and look, the other idea that Ukraine is some great democracy, it's not, it's not, it's a money laundering machine and has been for years. It's a U.S. client state. That's I mean, this war is basically who is who is going
0: to be who is going to be the daddy of Ukraine? Is it going to be Russia or the U.S.? Because the Ukraine is a, a U.S. client state right now, and Russia didn't right. like it as it was getting more and more westernized and wanted more and more to do with the Western economic system and getting being less and less dependent on Russia, which isn't just for the Ukraine, but also hurts Russia's economy, mm-hmm. right? And so the battle is who is going to control Ukraine, the U.S. or Russia? It's nothing more, nothing less. That's exactly what's going on here. And there is so there are so many NGOs, non-government organizations, Soros, Soros is operating very heavily in the Ukraine, where U.S. taxpayer dollars and international money is funneled in there. It's funneled and spread around to the right people with their fake goodwill organizations that really don't help the people. You know, they serve they serve the leadership. And it's unfortunate, again, for the people of Ukraine. But I do I do think you're right. I mean, I was with you, Julie, way back, you know, when people say, oh, no blood for oil and that these people were just doing it for personal enrichment. I didn't believe that. I thought it was crazy. But now I do. Now I'm like, yeah, no, I could I see that. I believe that they are doing it for personal enrichment. And they don't give a shit about the people at all. They don't. Not the higher up. No. I mean, I think, I think the regular, like, I think our troops go in, they they, they help people, you know, they, they, they're not indifferent like this. But I think the psychopaths at the highest levels, they absolutely do not give a shit at all.
1: No, they don't. And I mean, I think that... Uh... <sighs> You know, you and I were talking about Zelensky's appearance before Congress, which I thought was completely over the line, but fine, whatever. The video that they played, I know you and I sort of had a different reaction to it. But my whole thing, and I think a lot of people on the right, we can have sympathy for what's happening to innocent Ukrainian people under really, as you say, the client state of their leadership. I think sort of a clown like Zelensky, who's not trustworthy at all, in my opinion. you know, we have kids dying in our streets at, every single night in major cities that is being complete, including children, including innocent children. I mean, we have parts of beautiful cities that look like bombed out war zones.
0: So, we have sentinel okay. deaths and, and, and opioid deaths are at a record high right now. Crime, so we're shooting
1: deaths, shooting deaths yep. for American children under the age of 18. I think I wrote about this, I think it's up 20%. <laughs> just from last year, between 2019. So And of course, we're on pace to do that again. In fact, crime is so bad, I don't know if you saw this, that the FBI said that they cannot report crime statistics because they don't have the minimum threshold, I think it's 60% of all law enforcement agencies across the country reporting crime data to the FBI. Crime is so bad that they are covering it up, not only on a local state, Municipal level, but now a national level. So they're bearing these crimes statistics. but of course, the people who live in these cities, in these areas, they being know. besieged by crime, they know. So we're covering this up, but we're gonna go what save a pretend democracy that's not a democracy, an ally that is one way street. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, come on. So that. No, uh, I think a lot
0: of people. You're right, and I think people, the public, gets that you know, I think that they do, they do understand that. And they do understand that we are having so many issues with public safety right now, not to mention that it kind of comes on the heels of, of the consequences of the coronavirus shutdown, where businesses were wiped out and people's jobs totally changed and um, the, all of the different consequences of that. And the idea that we go and get into some kind of war right now for nothing not even for princi- for a principle you know a good principle it makes it makes no sense and i don't think people well, are going to have it
1: no and it's the same formula as covid right so we had um, information we can't totally verify i mean some of these images we can't verify some of the story, early storylines we know were complete falsehoods but you also have playing on people's emotions. So that was what was objectionable to me about Zelensky's video. Then you have people like Kevin McCarthy, Elise Stefanik has been tears. I'm a new mother. I can't watch this. Okay. I understand that. But this is happening not just across our own country, but across the world. So where do you draw the line? So to me, just watching people in power, once again, be manipulated emotionally by videos and clips. And, you know, just like we were with COVID, now it's happening again with this. That's not how you make responsible political decisions that impact the lives, not just of people in Ukraine or Russia, but of course people here, which are already paying the price. So that's that, which also dovetails to Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Oh, yeah. Now the cathedral, New York Times, as the New York Times does, getting ahead of something, now confirming what Miranda Devine, the New York Post and others reported right before the election, the contents of this disgusting laptop that belongs to this really sad person, Hunter Biden, um, now confirming that yes, that was the contents of that laptop are legit, not Russian disinformation, as the same people who want to take us to war said in October 2020. Um, And so here we are. But of course, it's too late, because covering up, banning, censoring that story, calling it Russian disinformation already got its objectives, which was to interfere in the election to suppress really damaging information, not just about Hunter Biden, but of course, his father. But it's, it's too late. But you know, Liz, the 2020 election was totally legit. Don't forget, it was not rigged. It was 81 million votes, all for Joe Biden. That was all on the up and up, fair and square.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I wonder what's the lag time now between something being absolutely false, crazy talk, conspiracy theory to like actually true. The the New York Times admitting that, hun- it's important for people to understand what that means. And le- let's just review what the sequence of events. So the New York Post had a blockbuster story in the end of October of 2020 about Hunter Biden's laptops that were given over to a Delaware uh, repair, computer repair, and he never picked them up. And they had run the story. It was absolutely censored. I've never seen anything like it, where on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and any major social media platform, you were not allowed to tweet this or share it or even personally. Like I couldn't privately DM you the story; it wouldn't let me do that. Mm-hmm. That's how how serious the censorship of the story was. And then fifty retarded fuck- fuckers who were in the intel community came out and said it was Russian disinformation. And even though people who saw the contents of the laptop or were presented with contents of the laptop and that were involved in text messages, WhatsApp messages and emails said, yes, that's real because I got a co- I got have the copy of it. Um, so really, it had been confirmed at multiple levels by the, the New York Post and subsequently by other people at other outlets who investigated. And then now and then a year and, and a half, guy,
1: his business partner, right, Tony Bobolinski
0: Tony came out and said yes. That's it. The, 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 these are messages, especially the ones talking about how much the big guy, the cut, mm-hmm. the big guy, was going to get from some of their deals. So it was still censored. It was spoken about like it was a lie and a conspiracy theory, and censored. The New York Post was censored from Twitter for weeks. I think a month. It wasn't even just. That day in that story, and then a year and a half later, the New York Times basically confirms that it was Hunter Biden's laptop. So what does this mean? This means that something worse is coming. The only reason these fuckers ever acknowledge something that they were well, they don't really acknowledge they were wrong. It's just memory hold. They pretend that you know what I mean. They just pretend like it never happened. That they never, you know, got Pulitzers for saying otherwise, or you know, or they're they adamantly. Um, proclaimed that this was all Russian disinformation. They just pretend like that didn't exist. So now the New York Times coming out and affirming that it was Hunter Biden's laptop only means one thing. And that means something worse is coming out where they have to to let this out. It has to come out.
1: Because he is under investigation by a U.S. attorney in Delaware um, that, of course, this also was election interference because this prosecutor admitted he was not going to Move forward on his investigation, or certainly announce any charges before the 2020 election. So that was reported. So now a courtesy
0: we, uh, that Donald Trump was never afforded, I might add. Um, right. But of whatever. Of course. Um, also, right. Hunter Biden's business partners are indicted. Some are. In, I think one is in jail. I mean, his right. people in his orbit are, you know, are criminal are criminals. Let's just right, have been adjudicated as criminals. But the only this is the, the only reason the story is that is not. Because the New York Times is a pursuer of the truth. It is not. Correct. It's not because this is a hot story. It is because there is something else coming out that that they need to soften the landing of whatever is going to come out with this. With
1: this edition. And to cover their own ass because, That's right. of course, the New York Times was going along with this was Russian disinformation. They were not defending the New York Post and what was happening to them on social media being banned, the account of the New York Post being locked for at least a week by Twitter. So they are, to your point, getting ahead of it because the New York Times, and I know this from reporting on January 6th on other issues, the New York Times, and we saw this repeatedly during Russia Gate. Whoever DOJ, the prosecutors would tip off uh, uh, a reporter at the New York Times, Adam Goldman, whoever it was, or to distract like they did with the George Papadopoulos story, which was absurd. Um, so they're sort of like the Ukraine of the world, right? New York Times is to <laughs> DOJ what Ukraine is to, you know, the, inter- the the international, you know, the national security complex. So they do all the Laundering of DOJ's right. information. They're in on it. They're in on it. So two things. They're getting ahead of potential charges. We know that there's a grand jury active in Delaware that uh this prosecutor, God bless him, hope he doesn't get suicided. That this prosecutor is presenting to this grand jury. To your point, his business partners have already been in trouble. Um, so the New York Times, two things. They're trying to get ahead, soften the blow for what's coming, also cover their own ass. Now they could say, well, we did say this was Russian disinformation and we we covered it as such before the election. But now we came out and admitted the, the contents of the laptop. All the discussions between uh, with China, with Ukraine, with Russia, et cetera, that everything that was reported. And of course, Miranda's book, Miranda Devine's book, Laptop from Hell, goes through all also, I mean, of- all of these
0: like foreign, foreign prostitutes, which I'm sure are in no way spies right like right the ones you to like how
1: the hollywood hope whatever the hollywood hotel was yeah no not spies at all
0: and none of the spies
1: credit card and then the secret service would have to come bail him out and you know whatever at secret service he doesn't have it now. um i mean he did not have them then because this was in the interim well he he was hired by Barisman 2014 after he was kicked out of what was it army navy one of the two branches for testing positive for cocaine after he got an age deferment from his old band to go there because he's so troubled and then i think 2 months after being kicked out of the military for cocaine use he was hired by Barisma this was 2014 spring of 2014 to run a billion dollar energy
0: company because you know to be on the board of a billion dollar energy company because of course right, right. i mean obviously couldn't you know he has the experience you know, to honestly, I started reading Peter Schweitzer's book um, about just all of the different corruptions and relationships of the different segments of society have like the elites have with China. And I'm reading the chapter on <clears throat> I read the chapter on Hunter Biden. And as I'm listening, this guy has something like 50 different LLC shell companies with all of these fancy sounding names. And yet I cannot tell you what the fuck does he do? Like, right. What what is his service? Like nobody knows what does he do for this money right he gets money okay and what do you do for that money like if somebody asked me you know you you make all this money what do you do? I could sit there and list all the things that I do you know what I mean that I paid what does the, what is his value? Nobody knows but yet he's mysteriously getting all of this money from foreign governments and and you know, Businesses with a history of corruption. So, and that is that is fine. The most disturbing he's the Zelensky, thing. He's the Zelensky of the Biden family. So the the most disturbing part of all of this is that the New York Times and the Washington Post and the um, Cathedral were more than happy to parrot the same people that had already been exposed as liars about the other scandals that they had been covering in one pollsters from right the same people that came out the 50 intelligence officers that came out and said that this is russian former intelligence agency officials came out and said oh no the laptop is russian disinformation and we know that they're the same people that lied they were the ones that were on msnbc and cnn every night going the walls are closing on trump because he's a russian spy so they'd already been discredited repeatedly discredited like repeatedly and then you come out with this and the media's like okay we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. And at no point is there consequences. Nobody's fired. Nobody nope. asked them. Nope. Nobody says you're a fucking clown. We don't listen to you because you're a liar. No, because none of this is about, you know, is about le- legitimacy. None of this is about actually reporting information on in the news. They are covering up because they needed to make sure that Joe Biden won, that, won the election and they could not have the information on that laptop about the Biden family corruption come out before the election. Because what happened when they didn't interfere in the election and they didn't control the information that people were exposed to, what happened is that Donald Trump was elected. And they cannot allow that to happen again. So,
1: Just imagine your lack of integrity or humanity as a professional, say a reporter for the New York Times or maybe even an editor, where you've repeatedly lied you have acted as a propagandist for the most dishonest interest, whether it's the DNC, whoever it is. You are their propaganda organ. And you're intentionally lying to your readers so you can spin whatever bullshit the Democrats come up with. And, and you do it over and over. And you don't have either the sensibility, the integrity, whatever, to say, you know, maybe I should quit because I have not, my byline is filled with articles that are nothing but lies and spin, but they don't. Because to your point, there's never any consequences. You have reporters that were taking classified information in 2017, I mean, obviously late 2016, 2017, to see the Russia collusion narrative, to destroy people's lives like Carter Page and Mike Flynn. You had them accessing classified information for people inside the government who are breaking the law to give them that classified information publishing it in the washington post and new york times facing no con- not only did the reporters not face any consequences the people who leaked it did not face any consequences so it's such a rogue system right now again going back to ukraine what does the U- ukraine do worse than i mean like or russia like russia What do those countries do that's different than us? They no same basically the same system. Um, so that's why not only can they not be trusted, whatever they say should automatically your default position should should be whatever's coming out of them is a lie. Yep.
0: Right on. And I think that's an over an hour because we are pent up. We remember our hiatus. Um but we'll be back. We're going to be back next. We're going to be back next week, right, Julie?
1: No, we are going to be back next week. We didn't even we, get to the Whitmer kidnapping trial, which is insane. Oh, my gosh. So we we'll need to, to totally
0: talk about that shit show. I guess that's not going so well for not a team fed. The
1: government. Right. Not for the feds, which is good. You know, it's
0: funny. There was always a joke many, many years ago. Or not. I, I don't want to say many, many years ago. But let's say, well, well before Trump, that my friends that did counterterrorism and law enforcement um, would say, which was that all of the people in the KKK are, um, you know, are feds. And, you know, this was, it's always been a joke. And it's kind of like still true, you know, they just changed the names. I mean, I'm not following this super close, but I wouldn't be surprised if most of these groups are actually created by the feds. They're not even like groups that were joined by the feds, but that they are actually like the feds created. But no, we. Can- so
1: this is true. In Whitmer, Am I right? No. So this is what's coming out in Whitmer, aside from all the craziness of the feds. So you had federal informants in numerous states who were head of what they called the 3% Patriot Militia, which was a completely made up non-existent militia that they then lured these. Corp, sad sacks into joining but it didn't exist except by the fbi informants that's amazing wanting it. it it's it's amazing. so if you were the best fiction writer in the world you could not make up what is happening nobody would buy style. it you would they'd be like come because on no no one's gonna no one is gonna you believe know, this i no
0: hope, i hope somebody is making a documentary about this like i hope somebody who is an artist or whatever who's a producer not me you know this would be a great documentary but we will talk about that next week and in the meantime you can go to itunes and hit subscribe if you aren't already a subscriber and you can give us five stars because i think we have five stars um for sure from our fans i think so and have a terrific week thanks for spending an hour with us and we will see you next week thanks for listening to happy hour with julie and liz we'll see you next week